you want to know something crazy about how I found out about your band? Yes, you, yes, tell me. Because I didn't tell you off air. Like I just started recording, so I gotta like be authentic. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was this. Uh, this is a promotion company on Twitter, and it's called Aesthetic Heart Promo, and they posted um away from me featuring kellen quinn and i was like cool kellen quinn i want to check this out i love checking out new music like it's just an addiction that i have <clears throat> so i listened to him like wow this is really good and i got i think like halfway through the song i was like i kind of feel bad for the vocalist though because it kind of sounds like the dude from micah relocate and then i started going through <laughs> the fucking like members I was like oh my god it is michael <laughs> That's incredible. No way. I was like, I feel bad for this dude because like everybody's going to put his name to his voice. So I was like, oh, thank God. Okay. So we can fucking not worry about that anymore. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm stoked for you. This band is awesome, dude. I love yeah, the music. Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. Absolutely love it. So what happened, dude? Like, how did you find these guys? Like, what what's going on? Like, is everybody uh, from the area where you found them? Like, get, let's get into it. Yeah. Um, so the guy I'm, I'm from Austin, Texas. Um, I was born and raised in Houston, but I moved here a couple of years ago. Um, the Fox Terry guys are actually in, uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, no shit. So, yeah. So I'm like kind of traveling, like I've only actually hung out with them like three or four times. Um, just like, I mean, the pandemic made it really hard. We, uh, have pretty much like, I got together with them when I tried out for the band. And then when we recorded picture perfect, like a couple months later and then the pandemic hit. So it's like been like, I've seen them like literally, yeah, three or four times in the past two years, which is insane. Oh, um, wow. but yeah, uh, so I literally was like on my, it was my birthday. I think my 28th birthday I was on, I was just thinking about like, I don't know. I just missed being in a band. I was just like thinking, I had a conversation with my dad a couple days prior to that. He was asking me like, are you ever going to like do like, are you going to sing for a band again? Like, is that something you could see yourself doing? And I told him like, you know, if the right thing comes along, I would be, I'd be open to it, but I haven't really found that yet. Um, and like literally a week later, I just threw a tweet out on the internet and I was just basically saying like, I missed singing for a band. And, uh, it kind of like, you know, for my profile, like I'd been really quiet for a long time. So I haven't really been on Twitter or anything like that, but that tweet actually like did pretty well. And like a, a bunch of my friends retweeted it and it kind of got spread around and people were very supportive, which was really cool. Um, and one mutual friend between me and my now guitarist Julian, um, was the reason why he, he saw like me, like that, that tweet. Um, and he decided, I'm just going to shoot this guy a cold email. I don't even know if he like ever listened to my band or anything like that. Oh, wow. Um, he literally just sent me an email cause they've been trying to find a singer for forever. And he was like, Hey, like, you know, introducing himself, introducing the band. Uh, and he was like, if you want to hear more, like, I'd love to send you a couple songs. And he was basically just saying it's like a melodic, uh, but kind of technical, still easy to listen to like, you know, band. And I was like, really intrigued by that. So I was like, cool. 
sent me this stuff and I like listened to a couple of instrumentals and the song that they had out with Tillian, which I'd actually seen on AP like a couple years before this. And I was like, there's just something about it that like really struck a chord with me. And I was like, this is something that's really special. And like, I just kind of knew like in that moment, I was like, this is something I really want to look into. And yeah, I mean, it's history from there, like a couple weeks later, it was a couple months later, I actually flew out and like did the audition and we just, or they decided that I was going to be like the permanent front man. And yeah, we started writing music and it's been, it's been crazy. <laughs> so how many seconds did it take for them to be like, okay, you're in five uh, or Honestly, 10? I was <laughs> like, come on, <laughs> dude. It was, it was a whole thing, man. I, uh, Tillian made my job really hard, dude. Mm, for sure. Yeah. He made my job got really a good hard. Range. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, yeah. I, Memories was a good yeah. song. I don't, I never listened to that song until I came across the band recently. And so yeah. I didn't know this was the thing. It's crazy. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I flew out, I was there for like, I actually, I actually wrote a demo for them before I flew out. They wanted to, they really wanted to find somebody that could write, um, and, uh, like carry weight within like, you know, writing vocals or whatever can, and contribute. So sure. I, uh, threw them a demo and they were, they loved it and they ended up flying me out and I was like, there, pretty much writing. I just dropped my phone pretty much writing, uh, you know, with the guys for a couple of days, we started working on like away from me and like all stuff actually on that trip. And then the day before I left, we hopped in the room and like jammed and I got to sing for them. And it was, it, I, I was stressed out, man. It, I put, I was putting so much pressure on myself because I was like, man, this is it. Like, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to be in this band so bad and I want to get back out there. And, uh, yeah, I uh, it was just it was funny, man. I hadn't sang in a long time, and I was like singing through memories, and I was like, "Man, the song is really hard, super hard." And uh, yeah, I just like sang through that, and like a bunch like a bunch of just random covers. Like I was literally in a room just singing in front of them, and like I left the practice space, and Julian was like, "I think that re went really well." And then we went to a coffee shop after that, and they all kind of like sat me down. And they were like, "Yeah, we want to do this," and I was like, "Let's go." So that's kind of how that happened. I don't blame you for being super nervous because, like, how long yeah. has it been since Micah? Like, a couple years, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, I hadn't played a show. In, I hadn't played a show Jesus. until, like, literally last week, like, was the first time I played, or, like, a couple days ago, truly. I can't wait to first that time. conversation. Yeah, that was the first time I played a live show since, like, with a band since 2017. Wow. So, it's been a long time. And, uh, yeah, it definitely was a, a nerve-wracking thing, but it, it all paid off, and I'm I'm happy that they uh, decided to go with me as like the permanent dude, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean like, well, first of all, like Micah was definitely a huge staple to like the metalcore scene, like way back in the day, uh, according and as well as like post hardcore stuff, because you had there, I breathe. And you also had like life on repeat. And like, those are just oh, yeah. a few examples of bands that like had those really powerful albums. And then like, just didn't have like a, uh, longevity for the band in itself which is okay mm -hmm. it happens and then you usually see when members go elsewhere and such um but no that's super awesome that you were able to get to that relationship and build that with them like fairly quickly because dude i mean like you just played on silent night that was a huge fucking festival out in texas um i just had i i just had well i'm friends with magnolia park and i just had uh shaney from uh house parties on as well and it was a pretty sick lineup like how was that though how was the whole uh first awesome. show back in years dude you must have felt so good you know yeah I mean? yeah it was crazy uh we actually played uh two shows before on silent night that we announced okay. like real like like we were just like 
we booked on silent night and then we were like man it'd be really cool especially because the guys are from phoenix like to just get a couple more shows and like even have something else be like the first show before on silent night because i feel like if if on silent night was the first show it would have been like the most stressful experience ever just being a festival and stuff um smart yeah, yeah, yeah it was so, stressing me out <laughs> big time <laughs> it, it was crazy so we we booked it we booked a show in austin uh with emo night um and we did we did austin and houston uh and magnolia park was on both shows so i got to know those guys and that was great they were they're such a good band dude and they're so great live oh my um, god incredible people they're like... so good yeah it's it was really cool to meet them um but yeah it felt crazy the first show definitely had first show vibes you know what i mean like yeah. it, it was definitely like you walk up on stage and you're like man i'm really doing this right now but it went well the next night went well and unsilent night was definitely the best out of the three for us as far as like playing like we were all like kind of in that you know comfortable like yeah let's just do it like i wasn't really anxious to play that show at all which is great and yeah man it just felt right felt like, normal. It's so cool yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome. it makes me look forward to like next year and the possibility of like picking up tours or like you know whatever like i'm i'm just excited to be back in it yeah well the professionalism is there and like i do say this rarely often um there's only like a handful of like vocalists tyler it's like <clears throat> like for example uh johnny craig claudio sanchez anthony green um craig owens and let's say tillian like mm -hmm. those are and Donnie from Hail the Sun. I could keep going on, but like these are very specific vocalists where it's like you hear that voice and it's like that's them. Like it's you don't really hear it anywhere else. Sometimes you can like like Donnie gets like compared to Claudio and, and Anthony Green a little bit, but like Donnie's still his own person with vocally. Just like you, dude. I think that was like one of the main um prominent parts to your groups that you've been involved with, whether it was before or after Micah, like in general, like you just stick out, dude. Like, yeah. I think it's just something that um, <laughs> it was easily noticeable, obviously, on my end. When I heard this song, I was like, when I feel bad for the guy who fucking sounds just like Michael, like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I don't know how that's going to happen. But um, what did um, what was the main concern for you getting back into a band? Because like, did, was it like one of those shaky things where it's like, I don't want the same thing to happen that happened to Micah. Like, did you have any concerns when you were reaching out in general to get into another band or some sorts? Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't really think of that too much. Um, you know, for me, it was just like, how do I follow this up? Mm. Because like, I, I mean, I'm so proud of the work that we did with Micah and Micah actually like kind of almost took on like a bigger fan base after the band had like really been active, you know, like, through Spotify and, and all this stuff. So yeah, yeah, it was for me, it was just putting pressure on like, if I come back, like I have to make sure it, it, you know, it lives up to that, you know, and in my opinion, I think like I'm, I'm making some of the, like, I'm very proud of the music that we've made, like with Fox Terra. So, you know, I, I think that that was the scariest thing. It was just like, Oh my God, are people going to feel the same way about this that I do? You know, like, yeah, it's just scary. Oh, I don't blame you. Do I mean yeah. the music is really fucking good. Um, I mean I don't I can't put a genre to it. Like I I said pop punk in like some of my content, but I'm like yeah. it's like post hardcore. But I also wanted to put you on a playlist where like people would just like hear it that has like the most follows. So I just put in pop punk and said fuck it. Obviously, it's not really pop punk. It's like a four. I mean uh the away from me is like I think almost five minutes long. So it's like yeah. Plus it's featuring yeah. Kellen Quinn, so post hardcore in a sense, such blah blah blah. 
Um, but yeah, dude, like, I mean, this is just the beginning. I can only imagine like what you guys are even cooking up, whether it's music or looking to get into any kind of label situation or whatever. So like, how has that been since the release of these few singles? Like, what is what have you and the dudes been discussing behind the scenes? Like nothing specific, but like, yeah, do you have any thoughts on like getting yourselves out there? Like ASAP kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, the priority now is just writing. We uh, have been like shooting ideas back and forth. And then once we booked on Silent Night and like all, we were like, OK, the focus is like getting ready for these shows. Like we like put everything else on hold just to like make sure that we were completely on it, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so we, we, we've we been sending ideas back and forth. We're trying to get into the studio as soon as humanly possible. Um, you know, and I think that the route that we kind of want to take is we either want to put out, like, maybe a couple more singles or, like, maybe go the EP route. We're not really, like, trying to jump too early into a full length. Like, we just – we want to, like, build, build the fan base a little bit more before we, like, even think about doing that. And as far as labels go, like, we're – definitely not rushing into it like if the right thing comes along cool if not then we're just going to stay independent and like just keep doing what we're doing you know what i mean yeah seriously whatever whatever is in your best interest um yeah i've we've we've talked about a lot on this podcast and then i'll get into something like that a little bit later on uh i just have to remind myself because micah was on artery right Mm -hmm. i believe yeah okay okay so my memory's still good (laughs) um (laughs) elder emo's getting to me dude um but so are you going to the same producer who have currently done these two single three singles that you've been on? Um, weird. So we did the away from me and, um, way out with, uh, like we did the vocals with, uh, Courtney Ballard. Um, oh, nice. I feel like a lot of my friends are going there. This is so tight. Like, dude, he is the man. I love Courtney so much. <laughs> he knows we, what he's we fucking did... doing, dude. That's oh, why. He's so, he's so good. So yeah. good. So good. Shout out to Courtney. Um, the instrumentals were done by uh, Taylor Larson. Um, and then Picture Perfect was done by uh, this dude, Pete Adams, who used to work for Taylor a while back. Uh, the guys like have a history with him. I actually never worked with Taylor. Like The songs existed like well before I was in the band. So hmm. um, I only worked with Pete and, uh, and Courtney. Um, we've actually been tossing ideas back and forth with Pete, and we've been like in talks of going back and doing a couple songs with Courtney. Um, but yeah, I mean, as of right now, it's kind of just... Like we're just writing and trying to figure out like what to do next. And I think the possibilities are kind of open. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would love to get back in the studio with Courtney and like do a couple more songs or just vibe out. Like, yeah, he's like one of my favorite people. So yeah. And instrumentally dude, like Taylor Larson is a, I'm a huge fan of Taylor Larson instrumentally. Um, a lot of, yes. the, a lot of the albums that came through, like anything with periphery, um, life on repeats, old stuff, like, even uh from first to last like dude like he his his production quality is just through the fucking roof like it's it's very juicy when you yeah. like hear those mixes come back um which also makes sense for the music and such um have you ever worked with courtney before like how come you flew out to cali to work with him like what came to that thought well i had met courtney a couple years prior so i was i used to play bass uh i did a couple tours with water parks Oh, no um, shit. Yeah, and he used to work with them. And so I met him through that. And we kind of like kept in contact. And right before we were going to do the songs, I was just like, man, like we, we could probably get in with Courtney. Like I'd love to like see if he could like record these vocals for us, you know? And like, yeah, he was super down. So we went, flew up there and 
track the songs and yeah it was a lot of fun we did we did both songs we literally only had two days in the studio with him so it was like one song on day one and the other the next so it was like it was high pressure for sure oh no um, i'm so sorry <laughs> no i mean they, they, yeah it's it's it worked out it, like they came out great um but it was awesome and yeah i had a great time working with courtney we drank way too much topo chico it was awesome nice um take it and, least, dude dude i love topo chico so much man it's so good never had it so i can't say it. oh it's it. so yeah. good but dude We're, our band sure. our band is so addicted to topo chico dude <laughs> Like, oh, every, any chance we can find it, we're like, let's let's get like a ton of it. It's so funny. Um, so what what kind of alcohol beverage is that? It's a, uh, it's non-alcoholic. Oh, it's, it's actually, non-alcoholic. Okay. Yeah, it's a uh, um, it's just like a like a mineral water. It's like a carbonated type thing. They have a hard seltzer though. Um, That's probably tried... why I think it's alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they have a hard seltzer, but yeah, it's it's just like carbonated water. But there's something about it, like. It's not like drinking like LaCroix or however you pronounce it. Yeah, like there's LaCroix. like specialness or to it. Or something or like, yeah. yeah. It's got like, it's hard to explain. It's got this taste to it. That's like, it's, it's so good. I'll like, try it for sure. Cause I'm a Pellegrino you freak. It. I'm a Pellegrino freak. I can drink that shit like all day, every day. I think you would like Topo Chico a lot then. Oh, I totally fucking believe you. Sure. I wouldn't doubt that. Um, yeah, it's fire. Wait, wait, what were you doing with water parks on tour? You're just hanging out. Uh, I was playing bass for them for, I did bass. Yeah. That's awesome. No shit. Yeah, I did bass for their first tour ever, and then I did uh, another run with uh, Good Charlotte. So they're actually from uh, Houston. Like Austin, like literally lived like 10, 15 minutes down the road from like my parents' house. Um, so we, I've known him for, I've known him since like 2011. Oh, that's awesome. What's he thinks of Fox? What does he think of Fox era? I don't know if he's heard it. Oh, we got to get him to hear it. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know if he's heard it. Uh, but I'll tag you know, him on TikTok. If he has, like, I hope, yo, have I you hope he likes it. Yet? Yeah, I'm sure he yeah. does, dude. Yeah. Like, yo, we just talked about it on the podcast, so you got to listen to it now. <laughs> yeah, dude, no pressure. Come on, yeah. dude. <laughs> Support your friends. Um, no, dude, but like that's a really healthy uh, collaboration too, because like, I mean, I'm just a personally a huge fan of Taylor. I've heard nothing but good things with Courtney, mm-hmm. um, with Seafloor, Phantoms, Grayscale, like the whole nine, dude. Like he's really God. kicking ass with all of these albums that have dropped, and especially with Grayscale because, so like, dude, like never it's thought so it was gonna be like a 1975 alternative vibe kind of shit, but dude, yeah, knocked it out of the park. 100%. He was so hyped on that record, dude. He was so hyped on that. And it's it's just like there's no skips. It's just so good. What have you been listening to lately that gets you kind of like inspired? Um, I listen to a lot of like pop R&B stuff. Um, I have been obsessed with Kehlani for a, a little bit. Um, I'm always like a, a Bieber fan. Like I've, I've always like loved what he does. Um, and uh, last year, I would say a couple months ago, I was really into like Zara Larson and like that kind of dance pop type stuff. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's really like what inspires me a lot. Otherwise, like I, I listen to like EDM stuff too, like just like kind of chill beats and stuff like that. And dude, getting your vocals on EDM music in be, general would be yeah sick. I would love to, man. I would oh. I would really love to do it. I have one feature on an EDM track, and I'm I am very happy with how that went. So. Oh, It'd be cool to like do more. No, please do more. Cause I just did like, I've, I reacted to a Paramore remix. Oh my God, dude. Like I, I, I saw that. Love that shit, dude. Yeah. It's so good. 
like yeah this chick tsunami like played it at like this warehouse gig and this there's a there's a group called birthday party they remix it but dude my lord like it's just i know those guys that's so funny they're so sick yeah Yeah, they're so nice too that's cool i I fucked up because i tagged tsunami and i was like um this remix fucks and then the guys were like it's actually ours i'm like god damn it i think what happened i think it actually blew up like outside of like like I, I don't know if someone played it or what, um, but they didn't post it on TikTok. Someone else did, and it blew up. And so they were like, "Ah, oh, damn," you know. <laughs> yeah. She, so she posted it, That's and then it. I was on Twitch because I'm trying to be very versatile with all the content. So I reacted yeah. to it. I posted it, and then I found her and I tagged her. And I was like, "Oh, that's why this is doing so well because her video blew up." And then mm-hmm. I started going through the comments. I was like, "This is not her remix." whoops so i fixed that's it so funny. Like, yeah. <laughs> but they are getting the credit they deserve it's so fucking good it's dude. Fire, that's what yeah. i'm saying like getting your vocals on something like that if it drops if it break if the breakdown is like pretty much pitch perfect like yeah forget about it dude forget about yeah, it. yeah yeah i would love to <laughs> i it, it would be really cool to to hop into that world especially on like the right song you know how do you how did you train your voice to get to that high tenor like what was the process throughout the years of getting it to that pitch Oh my God. Um, well, I probably taught myself in a very wrong way. I don't, I don't really know. I was like, uh, 17 years old and I was like finding uh, machines and circus survive and all that stuff for the first time. And, uh, so I was like a huge of machines fan. And, uh, I would just like try to hit those becoming closer to closure notes. Like, and like, I don't know how I did it. It just like one, one day I just like kind of started, like I was just able to do it. And then I just kept doing it and it kept getting better and better. And yeah, it's, it's funny. Cause like, you know, you have your, like, there's, I could talk, I'm a, such a vocal nerd, man. It's, it's oh, crazy. I love it, dude. Just, I'm just, such a vocal nerd. Just spew it. <laughs> I just found, I, I guess I just found the placement and I figured out like, if I, if I like place it here and like kind of push into that feeling, it doesn't hurt, but it kind of breaks up too. It's like, it gets kind of like, I can get really distorted with it and like also hit those notes. Um, but it's funny cause yeah, you have like your low range and then you have that super high range, but then everything in the middle, you have that, that's what you have to really navigate. That's like the hardest thing to, to figure out. Um, cause that's where your voice will break and stuff like that. So mm. yeah, it was just a lot, like really it was just like, I, I guess I learned through like imitation, like, and just like figuring out how to like sound like somebody else. And then, yeah, I was listening to a ton of Sleeping with Sirens then too, and that uh, first album like changed my life as far as like vocals go. Like, you know, there's it was just so good. Like, I could go back to that and listen to it now and just be like, this is amazing. It still holds up. Oh yeah, dude, that post-hardcore style like really you know pushed the whole scene in itself. So like when yeah. you're writing lyrics, like is it do you have to like get away from certain vowels if you want to hit that higher note throughout? Like like let's just say a chorus like. Do you try yeah. to stay away? Okay. Now, how do you go I, about that? I, uh, yeah, I, I don't really think about it too, too much. Like when I'm in the process of like, I'll just sing it. And if it feels good, mm. like I'll, I'll, I'll roll with it. But if it feels a lot of times for me, it's like, how does the word itself sound? You know, if it okay. sounds cool, if it flows together and it makes sense within the song, I'll try to, I'll, I'll find a way to make it work like at whatever pitch it is. Cause you can always like, kind of like modify like when you're up there, you just have to modify whatever it is you're singing just to, you know, to not strain or like 
I guess, push too hard. Um, yeah. Considering yeah. you want to carry momentum too, like as you're going throughout the song. So it's like, you don't want to like strain it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. If you're, if, if something is giving you trouble, like just a slight adjustment, especially when you're that high up, mm. if like, if you're adjusting the vowel, you don't even really notice it because it's like, there's like, there's not a lot of changes going on in the throat as far as like the shape um, when you're like up that high. So you can kind of get away with like just adjusting a, like a vowel here and there and still, making it sound like you're saying the word, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. hmm. Interesting. No, cause I always, I never thought of the process. I don't know how it works cause I'm not a vocalist myself, but I did gang vocals recently just, you know, on our album. And I'm like, you know, three people want to have 300 people in a room. So you do it 10 times. And yeah. after like seven, I'm like, I don't know how you do this, Kevin. I don't know how you fucking do it. And like, I'm trying to in uh, imitate him as well because like he's yeah. a higher tenor so it's like but it's gang vocals so I can like fuck it up and he'll pitch correct it, correct it or whatever right? Um, but dude like I just have a more appreciation for it through a process in itself too so that's yeah it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, exploring it's a lot of figuring out how things should feel uh, it's a lot of like knowing what you can and can't get away with um, I mean really like singing is it comes down to like knowing your body and mm. like just like, like, you know, once you have that technique, it's like you can kind of almost do whatever you want. You know what I mean? Yeah, seriously. Plus, also experience at the same time. I mean, considering you've been doing this Truthfully. since, like, fucking, like, 2011? When you yeah. Were, like, I, yeah, I started touring with Micah in 2011. Yeah, I've been okay. singing Damn, since I was, like, good. eight. Yeah, dude, you had it. Fuck. So, well, that, they were one of my hyper bands, like when I was a uh, when I was in the, like the the scene phase, like post hardcore, metalcore. Um, it was Micah, What Was Me, Sleeping, Memphis Mayfire. Like you guys were all in this collective like group. Yeah, so the experience is there too. So like that's there's no worrisome with that. But um, let's go back to Unsilent Night. Like how was it though? Like in general, like did you how did it feel? Like how was the presence? How was the um the head count? Like was it just like a really good like first? good festival to come back to and just like kick ass yeah um the turnout of the festival was great our room was when we were playing was was pretty cool i was happy with it for sure especially being a new band like i feel like there's a lot of people that don't know that i'm like doing new stuff yet so like it's like things like tiktok and like all that are like really helping bring awareness to it um but yeah, it, I think the, I think the show overall went really great. Like I'm definitely really proud, and I'm I'm happy that we were able to be a part of such a sick lineup because it it was a very diverse and like cool lineup. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean it was it was a lot of fun. I to be completely honest was asleep for most of the day. Um, Good. We drove. Yeah, like we were, oh my god, we drove from Houston the night before. We played at like 1 a.m. the night before in Houston, and so like we. Played, got in the van, left, drove straight to Dallas. We had a hotel room in Dallas, and we like called them. We're like, our check-in time was at like three o'clock, three p.m. So we're like, hey, like if you guys can like please like let us into a room early. Like Seriously. we we were trying to get just get there and like maybe try to sleep. And they were like, yeah, we're pretty booked out. We'll see what we can do. So we were like, we got to Dallas at like seven thirty, something like that a.m. And we literally just slept in the lobby for like. Maybe like a couple, like as, as long as we could, we had to, we had to go to load in at 11 AM. So we were just like waiting for the people up front to like tell us like, Hey, like we got you guys a room. Like, um, you guys can check in early. And yeah, we were like sleeping on the couches and we like walked up to like go to load in. They're like, Oh, your room's ready. 
like right when we were leaving to go to load it god damn it so dude, we were like okay so frustrating we were like all right so we we're like thank you guys and actually like what was so like nice about the room that we were at was that we were like literally a mile and a half away from unsilent night so, oh thank god dude yeah Jesus. so we loaded up and we all we came back and i slept from like one like 12 1 p.m till about five and then came back to the festival and yeah we were tired man we were pretty tired like the whole day but the vibes were good and sleeping with sirens like dude that set was like phenomenal oh dude i mean it was like an anniversary of cheers to this i was like fuck yeah. dude like, yes what? it was like it was phenomenal that's what i grew up with i think that yeah. to me was my favorite album out of their entire discography uh yeah it's a great um, one um i i get it dude but yeah the, going downtown into something like that fuck that's just like the i'm like so pissed for you guys like of course you're about to go load it's like all right room's right it's like uh, okay get here, shake go. In here and fucking then go to the fucking loading you know what i mean but uh yeah no, i'm glad that it was a really good diversified lineup i just like i remember seeing the flyer i was like dude like this is like this is the kind of festivals like we need around the east coast oh, but yeah we don't really have them like that like we have a couple but like not like this stuff not like um you know so what festival or anything like those are huge Yo. lineups too that lineup, this dude, that lineup is so sick. It's so Stupid. sick. And what I love about that is that the they announced it by genre, but they didn't like they're like it's all gonna be mixed up like during the days. It's not like one day is this, one day is this, one day is this. It's like all gonna be like intertwined. And I think that's such a cool idea. Like like it's, it's just so sick because everyone's gonna be able to get exposed to like so many different kinds of like music and so many different artists. Like yeah, I'm like so excited for them. They're like piggybacking off of Warped Tour, but they're never gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's like pretty much what they're doing. Cause like now that Warped Tour is like gone gone, um, which it could come back, but we'll see. Um, I hope, I hope I have it a does. Theory. So I have a theory. Right, I'll get into it real quick. Um, I had one theory where I thought even I was gonna partner up with Warped Tour. All right, so yeah. I was wrong. My next theory now is that. Um, so long story short good charlotte owns alternative press magazine so yeah. legally the tour can be sold in 2023 so i feel like you know the madden brothers will purchase it and revive it that's all that's my theory it's very, it's very possible alternative press warp tour like just kind of getting the whole scene in their corner like it would just be so perfect but yeah dude this is interesting as fuck like you have goes inside parkway drive sleep with the sirens suicide silence veil of maya traders unity tx those dudes fuck um upon oh, yeah. burning by i didn't think they were a band anymore gideon and then the next day is like black bear which is like the the gen z pop punk or whatever like i hear a lot of jokes about black bear like warp tour was black bear and warp tour like i just hear too many jokes about it i'm like no it never <laughs> was dude you're too young for warp tour son um i had a serious question to ask you um oh um I think it's also the like best scenario for Fox Era too, because like there's still so many really fucking thriving post hardcore bands out there, like Thousand Below and Savage Hands. Like, dude, there's like plenty of touring opportunities for the band to get back on the road and just like go. So oh, yeah, I think so. And what's cool, like I feel like we could kind of fit with a lot of different like genres too. You know what I mean? Like, oh, dude, I think you guys can really tour with anybody. 100%. Yeah, it's cool, man. I like. Yeah, I think the possibilities are endless. I really like can't wait to see who's gonna like take us out, you know? 
It won't. It won't be long. That's for sure. I can yeah, tell you that much. I, I really hope. Like, yeah, twenty. I hope early twenty twenty two. We're like doing it. You know, mm-hmm. I I can't wait to tour again. Like, I just I long for that. Um, because you've had already like two, three prominent shows and such. Um, so like I'm sure you have management, you have booking agents. Like you guys are mm-hmm. still slowly getting. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Okay, so that's good. Um, how do you feel about this question? Because you were signed. I'm going to bring it back to Artery Recordings. Um, because you were signed at one point. I also, it's not a theory. It's just like, just I want an opinion from the professionals or anybody who has been signed to a label. Yeah. And what I want to talk about is how would you feel if bands, artists, musicians, like just started to publicly announce their record contracts, um, kind of like sports athletes do, what would you think would be like a pro or a content? Do you think that would be a good idea? Do you think you would like, quite possibly put your contract out there? Because I know I wouldn't have a problem doing it. Yeah. I don't think I would have a problem doing that at all. If that was like, how things were going to happen. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm pretty open about like, you know, music and like my bands and like how I feel about certain things. Like, yeah, I don't care. I think that's cool. I mean, you know, for the sake of transparency, I think that could be a cool thing. Right. And you know? I think it's f- protecting the artist in itself. Cause like now you're seeing like between you and me, like really going at hopeless. And it's like, I don't know what's going on. Cause I don't know their contract. And then yeah. I saw it to prevail, like threatening to sue Samaritan. And I'm thinking like, should we just like put it into a public form or, or a website and just be like, these are all the record contracts that we have just yeah. to protect each other? That's an interesting point, man. I really never thought about that. They do do it in sports. Yeah, that's that's wild. And you do see like nightmare stories of like people suing or like like things, you know, going back and forth. Like that would be really interesting to know exactly like the inner workings of these deals or even like, I guess the bigger points of them, you know, mm-hmm. just something. It would have to stop start from the top too, because like, um, obviously, like my contract, like it's not the most beneficial, uh, with like making any profit off of it, because like, there's more risk to to our label than there is yeah. reward in a sense, because Jeremy's investing money if he wants to, and we're an underground band. We also have to put in the work and such. There's no numbers. Right. Um, so, but it's like it's like it's. I'm thinking like maybe one day we'll normalize it. And it's like perfect example. Like when Taylor Swift normalized, like getting her music on Spotify and like, she wouldn't do it until they paid the artist a little bit more, which they did, but like, it's still not enough. So yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I just like, I-, I see rookies get their contract. They explode their rookie season. They're like, all right, here's an extension. Here's an early bonus. Here's this, that, like, I feel that would be very beneficial to the artists that we care about uh, for transparency to protect the artist in itself. Cause you know, business is business, but I don't yeah. know, it's just an idea that I, and a thought that I had. So I want to see where you would take it into consideration. I think that's, I think it's a cool idea. I definitely yeah. would. I would not be opposed to that at all. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Who was it? I think Dan from Home Team said that. I feel he's like. I think there will be a few bands who would be embarrassed by their contracts. I'm like, yeah, but like, wouldn't everybody it's though? Possible. Like, you yeah, know it's what I mean? possible. Like, yeah, because you want to fucking get on the road, dude. You want to do this for a living. <laughs> like, hey, maybe and, that would like scare people out of signing bad deals. Ah, that's what I mean, dude. Because they you are know? technically banks, but yeah. you know, there's other ways of going about it. There's, yeah. Yeah. Everybody has a different like route. Everybody has a different story. There's pros and cons to like literally everything, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. 
for yeah. sure. Um, so uh, what are the next steps for uh, Fox Era in general? Um, I, you said you were writing music and such, and you're going to be possibly releasing some new singles and some EPs. Yeah. Um, do you have studio time booked yet? Like, what's the timeline looking for you, homies? Because uh, the anticipation is going to just get a little bit uh, bigger and bigger as the yeah. months go on. So, yeah, um, we don't have anything booked yet. Um, we have, you know, we've been talking about like where we want to go and stuff like that. And it, yeah, again, I think the, the main thing always goes back to Courtney just because I think he really understands the sound even pete too pete adams like that's the guy that we did picture perfect with um i think those two guys like really really understand what it is that we're going for um without us even having to talk about it which is really cool um so we're just trying to figure out a way to make that happen i mean like before in silent night and all that we were like we've all been kind of like recovering from like financially from the first three singles because we put a lot of money into those and uh so we were trying to find like, okay, so we need to save up X amount of money to go into the studio by this time. Um, we were trying to get into the studio by like, you know, November, December, but then like the show came up and we were like, ah, yeah, we need to focus on this. So that kind of pushed everything back. So nothing's really set in stone. It's really just like, yeah, writing songs and like finding what go together, like, you know, maybe for an EP or whatever. It would be cool to do some songs, like maybe even do co-writes. Like we've talked about that possible route, like, we're looking into doing a couple of shorter songs mixed with some of the proggier stuff that we have. Like all our songs right now, the shortest song we have is way out. It's almost at four minutes, you know? So we kind of want to experiment with like everything, you know, while yeah. still keeping that core sound. Oh so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You don't want to drift yeah. too far from it. Cause it's working like fundamentally. Yeah. I, I think, I think like what we have out and like, you know, I think everything has this distinct sound melodically that I don't ever want to tamper with. But I think with that, you can go so many different ways. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, it's it might take some time just because we're all kind of perfectionists and, and whatnot. But <laughs> I we know what that's like. Like more, more, you know, we want to get in the studio ASAP. Like that was the first thing we talked about, like before I separated from them um, when they went back to Phoenix and I went back to Austin after the show is, you know, once we settle in for the holidays, like we got to like hop back in on this and like hit it hard, like and just get these songs done. Oh yeah, seriously. Yeah. I mean, cause like you can experiment. There's a lot that this project can do, um, in itself. Cause like that you, you definitely like you're testing a little bit of certain things like here and there too, which is fucking awesome because like mm -hmm. you're going to know what works for you guys. Um, and what's yeah. not going to work. So fuck yeah, dude. Absolutely. Um, and real quick before we sign off, when I stop this recording, um, who would you, let's manifest it. Who would you want to be on the road first? Like, let's say like a month out. Like, who do you want to go out with? Ooh, that'd be cool. Uh, I would love, I mean, I'd love to go out with Sleeping. That'd be amazing. Fuck yeah. I feel like we could do a tour with like a with like a band like Periphery, dude. And that would be sick. Oh, like I think those dudes would love you, man. Especially their fans. They're diehards. Like, I'm a Periphery fan because I'm a fucking nerd, dude. We're all fucking prog nerds. I love Periphery, <laughs> dude. I love Periphery. Uh, I, I, dude, the band that got me into music, like heavy music, like stuff with screaming in it and stuff was uh, Between the Barry to me. No shit. Okay. Yeah, man. Wow, that's a classic. By that. I, like, I went from like, I was listening to like Taking Back Sunday, Fall Out Boy, and then that kind of like... That was like when MTV was playing music videos and Under Oath and like uh, Hawthorne Heights and stuff would like pop up. But I went from Hawthorne Heights. I got like a Victory Records like mix CD like from something. I don't know what it was. And Alaska by BT Bam was like like the music video was on the CD and I was obsessed with it, dude. I was like 
I would listen to that one song on repeat like 10 times a day for months. Like, yeah. So that band really got me into like heavier music. So much angst. And they're still in the fuck. They're still uh, all around too. All those bands between you, uh, Dude, between the Barry yeah, and me, man. Hawthorne Heights, like they're all still around. Yeah. It's crazy. So we'll manifest it. We'll, uh, we'll keep talking about it. And then, uh, you know, however well this TikTok video does, because it was already, this was already pre-recorded. Like I'll just like at them in the comments. <laughs> like, hey, let's do it. Let's Bring make them this on happen the road, like, right now. Dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so sick, dude. Uh, I'm stoked for you, man. Like I said, like huge shock. Like I'm glad it's you, Michael from Micah, and not some other like vocalist that sounds exactly like you. Because I got worried um because the music's <laughs> was, how funny music's would that have been fucking great well dude like i was just like that's the first thing i think of his concern is for vocals i'm like oh they're just gonna i feel like somebody would hate that like you sound just like this person it's like ah, you know like and it's yeah. like you don't want that on as like your fucking future fucking you know um right. knowing like oh you sound like this man or this vocalist but um when i did like two seconds of research it's like oh fuck he's back let's go so I'm yeah, so for you, dude. This is a sick thing. I, really, I appreciate that. So, Michael, thank you for coming by again, dude. Uh, hopefully this TikTok crowd that came in through the video is enjoying you and the band in itself. And uh, I am so stoked for what you guys are going to be doing for the future. So we'll just keep you and uh, we'll keep a close eye on you and the rest of the band. So love it, man. Yeah. So. Thanks for having me on, dude. Like, this is a lot of fun.